0: Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I greet you once again in the glorious, matchless, and majestic name of the Lord Jesus Christ. His name is above all other names, and we give Him praise today. And I thank you so much for joining me for yet another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the message entitled, Destructive Behavior... This would be destructive behavior part number two I know that you will be richly blessed as the word of God goes forth And today we will learn about temperance That is good old-fashioned self-control And in today's world, I guarantee you, you will need self-control And you'll need to know how to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus In your time of distress So listen closely as the Lord unfolds these hidden keys of wisdom That are guaranteed to bless your heart And when you're done, share this message with a friend. And don't forget to log on to our website at KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled, Destructive Behavior, Part Number 2, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Tonight we'll be speaking from the subject of uh, Destructive Behavior, Part 2, subtitled, Don't Be a Victim. Don't be a victim. All right. Destructive behavior part two. So if you have not heard part one, make sure you avail yourself to the uh, media table in the lobby there or just go online to kingdomrock.org and uh, go to the radio page and you can download the full audio message. All right. Destructive behavior part two. Uh, we last stopped off uh, in part one and I gave you about six keys uh, to guard yourself against uh, destructive behaviors within yourself and others, because we realize that uh, people can't really make us mad. They can't really make us sick. We like to make those statements. You make me sick. You make me mad. No, they can't really do that. You're actually allowing them to do that stuff in your life. We're not going to play the role of a victim. Amen. We're not going to allow the situation to get under our skin. Now, if you allow the situation to get under your skin, you're going to end up saying some things that you don't want to say. Or you might want to say it at that moment, but you're going to regret it. And we'll talk about that later on. And you may end up doing some things that you know you ought not to do when the situation is able to get under your skin. Uh, It is important for us to have on the panoplia of God or the whole armor of God. It's important to have that on. But understand your armor is only as as effective as the person inside will allow it to be. You can be sitting in a Sherman tank, uh, but if a, a pit bull comes up to the outside of your Sherman tank and if you're afraid of dogs, you know you just might get out of that tank and run away. I hope not. There could be nothing wrong with the tank whatsoever. It could protect you and you're safe inside. But if something on the outside arouses the the person on the inside, then you're going to run regardless of what you're sitting in. And what we want to do tonight by the grace of God under the unction of the Holy Spirit is to empower you and to equip you uh, to face these demons. And you're going to face them again uh, so that you can be victorious uh, in times past, we haven't been victorious we 've done some things we 've been stirred in our emotions we 've been stirred, and we 've um, had a lot of negative emotions and a lot of negative feelings come up and we 've done some things that were wrong. Uh, but the Lord is stirring us tonight, and he 's equipping us tonight to be victorious in those areas. So once again, let me recap over the five things uh, that we gave you last time to be b- victorious. Uh, the first thing was, of course, uh, you are not accountable, realize that you' are not accountable. Or responsible for the way others may treat you, but you are held accountable or responsible for the way you react to them. Okay? You can't make anybody treat you nice. Uh, You can't make it, but understand you are responsible. God is holding you accountable for the way that you react to them. And contrary to popular, popular beliefs, you are in control or you can have control over your emotions in a terrible situation. Let me give you an example. There was a man and a woman, that uh, husband and wife. They were just fighting, fighting up a storm, just yelling, I'm um, cursing and screaming, both of them on top of their lungs. And then the phone rang, ring, and the lady answered, "Hello, yes, can we call you back? We're not, we're not ready right now. Can we? Okay, thank you. What you doing? You know. So we do have some control, isn't that right? sure we do we can turn it on and we can turn it off but the problem is that once you're in the heat of the moment most of the time you don't want to turn it off but you know here again we'll end up regretting things that we've said and things that we've done all right let me go over these uh, five points again Uh, second thing we said uh, our temperament must be like that of a thermos praise the lord uh thermos keeps um, liquids cold in the summer and it keeps warm liquids warm in the wintertime. I mean, it takes some time. If it's really hot in the summertime and you got some cold drink in there, cold water in there, you know, it's going to take a little while for that drink to get hot. You know, even though it's hot outside, but the thermos is going to keep it cool on the inside, right? Uh, meaning the outside element shouldn't get into you. It may it may take a moment, but, you know, we shouldn't just flare up at the at the slightest thing. Are you with me? And some of us have lost our lost our tempers uh, because we have not uh, been like this thermostat. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, number three, treat others consistently the way you want to be treated. Remember, today you are sowing seeds for your harvest tomorrow. Uh, treat others the way you want to be treated. Number four. Uh, there's a human factor in blessings. God will cause men to give. And that was in Luke 6:38. Uh, uh, as a general rule, you bless those that you feel comfortable with, and those who feel comfortable with you will bless you. Don't make don't make make others struggle with the blessing because of your bad witness. All right, we talked about that more on that here last time. Uh, number five, uh, keeping bad company will never produce good results. First uh Corinthians 15:33 says bad company corrupts good character. Number 6 we talked about uh submit to the spirit that is the holy spirit in prayer fasting and personal bible study. Uh doing this will will produce the strength you need to resist the works of the devil to resist the works of the flesh. Okay? Now please uh, realize that if we neglect prayer If we neglect Bible study, if we neglect uh, these spiritual things, your flesh won't have the power to resist. You will not have the power to resist. Okay. well, it's like um, uh, we can say it this way. Uh, If you know you haven't eaten in a while and someone comes up to you and they want to fight you and you're all weak uh, because you haven't eaten. Anybody know I'm talking about when you haven't eaten, you feel all weak. You know, you're not going to really be able to resist them because you're all weak. But if you've eaten and you have nourished, you can you can resist. Are you with me? Well, uh, the, these spiritual things, prayer and personal Bible study and uh, and fasting times of fasting. These things will help you to uh, be strengthened on the inside and will uh, dramatically increase your chances of defeating that enemy that's coming against you. Are you with me, everybody? Very good. All right, we talked about uh, Galatians, the fifth chapter. I don't want to do a whole lot of recapping, uh, but Galatians, the fifth chapter, we, we saw the, um, the results of yielding to the flesh, not good stuff. Uh, that is, it will, get, it will produce um, quarreling and hostility and jealousy and outbursts of anger. We said all that last time. And also in Romans, the, 12th, Romans, the eighth chapter, uh, verse number 13, it says, but if you live after the flesh, you're going to die. So we got to, we're going to have to take authority and take control over that flesh. Okay, that is over our desires. And the only way to truly do that is that we've got to yield to the Holy Spirit, give him time. And the more you spend time in his presence, the more you actually begin to change. We gave this example on Tuesday. Uh, we gave the example of the tanning bed. I told them, well, I've never been in a tanning bed, but I've seen it on TV. I may have even past the store, but they tell me the longer you stay in the tanning bed, the darker you get. Isn't that right? Some of y'all, somebody say something to me, isn't that right? All right then. The longer you stay in it, the longer you stay in the light, the more it affects your natural body, right? By the same token, it's also true in the spirit. The more you stay in the light, stay in the Lord's presence, the more it changes you. The change is gradual, but you will change. Are you with me? All right. Uh, so last we stopped off, we talked about anger and uh, Proverbs 15 uh, chapter verse 18. I'm going to just read a little bit to you just to get us up to speed. And then we're going to go further on Proverbs uh, 15 verse 18 says uh, the New Living Translation. It says a hot tempered person starts fights. A cool tempered person stops them. So here again, the Bible's just identifying, you know, if we're hot, we're going to start that thing. If we're living a life where we're just a few seconds away from exploding, you know, that's wrong. If your life is like uh, you're like a, a diesel or a gas, I mean, you have spiritual or emotional gas poured all over you and you're looking, always looking for a match. You know, you're gonna always blow up. You're, you're ready for a fight. What? You say something to me? What? What? You talking to me? No, you can't. You talking to me? What you want? Uh, I just wanted to catch up, man. I just, I just wanted to pack, uh, ketchup. You ain't talking to me. You see, you're ready to go off and see something's wrong with that. Are you with me? that's 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 called high blood pressure that's called headaches and and all these other physical problems will come up when we're ready to go off at the slightest moment something's wrong with that James the first chapter verse 20 also out of the New Living Translation says human anger does not produce righteousness uh, uh, produce the righteousness God desires so we don't want that amen all right here we go get ready to start give your neighbor a high five and tell them get ready here it comes. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs. It's 16th chapter, Proverbs 16. We're going to talk about now how not to become a victim, how not to be the victim. Uh, because the the enemy, can, if, if you allow the devil to, he'll get on in that body or he'll influence you. And, you know, you're in the heat of an argument with somebody that you really love and really care about. And before you know it, that devil said everything to that person that he's been wanting to say to him. And then he turns around and blames it on you. Ooh, you shouldn't have said that. Ooh, you shouldn't have said that. Are you with me? Proverbs 16. Let's look at this out of the King James and then we're also looking at the, uh, out of the, uh, look at it in the uh, New Living Translation. Proverbs sixteen thirty-two. Are you there? Alright, Proverbs 1632 out of the King James says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Again, we've got to be slow to anger. Slow to anger. Instead of gasoline poured all over you looking for a match, maybe you ought to be soaked down with some water. Soaked down with some water. I mean they go off on you but there's not even a spark there's not even a, there's not even smoke you understand and some people pride themselves they they pride themselves of saying man shh, way back in the day if you said that to me I would have bust you real good I would have put something on you that you couldn't take off you know they really pride themselves. And even today, they say, no, you won't mess with me. You won't mess with me. They pride themselves in, in thinking that, you know, that there are all of that and they can take you out and, and that, you know, they are fully loaded with gas and ready to explode. But there is something wrong with that. That is not godly behavior. Are you with me, everybody? Because inevitably, you're going to one day explode on the wrong person. Are you with me? Let me give you an example about that. Let me give you an example about that. Uh I think my wife and my mother in law and my daughter, I think were somewhere else. They were in the mall and I crazily they asked me, would I go to the mall? And for some reason I said yes, for some reason I don't know. But I just can't chop like that. I just can't. So I just went back into the van and uh into the Dodge caravan there and I say, well, I'm just going to go to sleep and maybe when I get up, they'll be ready to go. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I was, as I was in the caravan there and there's the dark windows in the back and I'm just snoozing, sawing logs, having a good time there, just enjoying my little self. And then I hear, uh, I, I was awakened one lady walks in front front of my car of course they can't see me they can't see me she walks from the car and uh, as she's walked she's walked some slushy or something in hand eating and another lady comes by in a car and it looks like she will just about to hit her well the lady says out loud yeah, i thought she meant to do it under, under under her breath but she said louder. she said well if you get off that cell phone you'll be able to see where you are driving, so you won't hit nobody You know, and just, she keeps going on the way. I'm thinking, hmm, should I get my phone to call 911? Well, the lady driving in the car stops and backs up. (laughs) Yeah, she stopped, she backed up, rolled down her window and said, look here. I mean, gave her some very choice words. No, no, I wasn't about to hit you. And you know what? You better not say stuff like that. I'm like, Whoo, none?" One throw down in the parking lot here because sister girl wasn't playing. Are you hear what I'm saying? You're going to get. If we don't get this thing under control, that mouth may get you in something that you can't get out of. Are you with me? All right. So it says he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Slow to anger. Turn your name, and tell him you got to be slow to anger. And it says, he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Now, out of the New Living Translation, it says, better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Self-control. And of course, you know, out of the book of Galatians as well, having self-control is one of the um, signs of the fruit of the spirit. Uh, it's In King James Version, it's called temperate, being temperate. Or temperance—that's self-control. Self-control. That is, you're not going to allow external things to rule you. You're not going to allow what somebody else's, what somebody, what someone else's do. You're not going to allow what they do to control you and to make you react all stupid, right? Some I know what I'm talking about. Go to Proverbs 25. Let's, let's go to Proverbs again. Proverbs 25, and uh, let's look at verse number uh, 20. 7 and 28 for context here. Proverbs 25, when you get it, say amen. Proverbs 25, verse 27, 28. It says, it is not good to eat much honey." So for men to search their uh, own glory is not glorious. Look at verse 28. This is what we really want to get to. He that hath no rule over his own spirit... Is like a city that is broken down and without walls. He that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and has no walls. That is, you have no defense whatsoever. If you don't know, if you we don't learn to uh, control our spirit, that is to be temperate, that is to be self-controlled. And really, this can only be really achieved by the Holy Spirit as we allow him to come in, as we spend that time in the light. Are you with me? Spend that time in the light. But if we don't spend that time in the light... Your life will be just like one of those ancient cities without walls. And that means invaders will come in and will just ravage your city anytime they want to. You have no defenses whatsoever. Somebody pops off on you and then you what? Pop off on them. Somebody gives you a look, rolls your eyes, then you go rolling your eyes back too. They slap you and there you go slapping them too. You you know, you have no defense. You're going to be consumed if you do not learn to rule over your own spirit. Are you with me? Here's one fact. You're not an animal. Animals are controlled by their instincts and all these things. They see meat and just want to go eat it up. You're not a dog. Are you with me? You are not a dog. Now, some may have called you that in times past. But you are not an animal. You can control your desires. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So if someone does come before you men with a tight skirt and all this and that and that and the other uh, with a dental floss looking top, that should not make you sin. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Uh, we spend a lot of time blaming it on people and blaming it on this and blaming it on that and blaming and blaming and blaming. No, the fault is in us. You see, that's why, uh, when missionaries, uh, way back in the day, when they went to Africa, you know, they saw the, the pygmy people, the, the African people over there with no clothes. They saw the women over there with no clothes and they instantly, uh, tried to cover them up. Oh, 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 that's not Christian-like. That's not Christian-like. Well, the men of the, the men pygmies and the men tribal people saying, what you talking about, man? It's not bothering me. It's the lust in you, Mr. Priest. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Everybody there in that pygmy society, African society, they fine. They naked, she naked, everybody naked, and everybody's fine. But here comes the missionary coming over, freaking out. I think we made the point, didn't we? That should not cause us to sin. That means that there is something in us. Something in us that needs to be dealt with. All right? So before you go try to clothe the inhabitants, clothe your own self with righteousness and humility and holiness. Are you with me? All right. Now, let's look at... um Uh, Luke, let's go to the book of Luke, Luke, the 21st chapter, verse number 18, 19, and 20. I'm going to go a little bit further about this point. Well, I'll just read uh, verse 18. This is also the um, New Living Translation. It says, um, well, let's look at it. Luke 21, let's go, Luke 21. And we're getting uh, into the first key that I want to give you tonight. There are about seven uh, keys that we will attempt to get to tonight that will help you to defeat these things when they when they come on us amen with these opportunities uh, when they come on us first Peter, second chapter let's go to the first key first key is and as we said a moment ago remember you are not an animal you don't have to react to all things you don't have to react to the stimuli If someone comes in your face and they're all in your face and they're saying this, that, and the other, you know, you don't have to say anything. Are you with me? The Lord Jesus um, gives the disciples um, a good word here. And he he tells them that uh, in the last days when they confront you and they haul you into court and all that, he says, don't worry about what you're going to say because I'm going to give you what to say at that time. And when you get there, uh, all you got to do is just stand firm in your patience. You will uh possess your soul when you just stand firm and you're going to be all right. just stand and just do what I tell you, but you don't have to retaliate when the Lord Jesus was uh beat and spat upon and hauled into court. The Bible says he didn't say not one mumbling word he didn't say anything. You can just not say anything let's look at this uh um, first peter second chapter, verse number eighteen. And it says, uh, starting verse 19 here, it says, For God is pleased with you when you do what you know is right and patiently endure unfair treatment. Sometimes people are going to treat you unfairly. They're just going to be cruel to you. Well, let me back up to verse 18. It says, "You, You who are slaves must accept the authority of your masters with all respect. Uh, Do what they tell you, not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they are cruel. Now, of course, there's no slave and master relationship, but there is employer and employee relationship, right? And there are others that have authority over us in other areas of life. The Lord says here, uh, for God is pleased with you when you do what you know is right and patiently endure unfair treatment. Patiently endure unfair treatment. Remember, you're not a dog. Key one, you're not an animal. We can patiently endure this treatment. Are you with me? It says, of course, you get no credit uh, for being patient if you are beaten for doing wrong. He says, but if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering. Just as Christ suffered for you, he is your example, and you must follow his steps. Let me read that again. Now, this is a hard pill to swallow, but we got to go get it on down. It says again, for God called you to do good, even if it means suffering. Even if it means you're mistreated. God still says, you be good. He will vindicate you. He'll repay. Don't worry about that. You keep on doing what is good. See, this way you won't be the victim because God is backing you up. Are you with me? Let me go ahead and read a little bit further. Uh, talking about the Lord Jesus. Uh, he never sinned nor ever uh, deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted nor threatened revenge when he suffered, he left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. And so that's what we're going to have to do. Just leave it over to God. Let him fight. I guarantee you, he has stronger muscles than you do. God has a stronger mouth than you do. He can get them back when, when they hide up in a hole somewhere in Istanbul. God can find them. He'll get them back. They won't get away from him. Are you with me? But you got to take the situation out of your control and put it in his. You keep doing what is right. Church, neighbor, and say, key number one: you're not an animal. Just keep doing what's right. Key number two: listen. If you feel as though you ought to speak, this is what you need to do. When you're hammered, when someone comes to you and hammers on you with all these lies and all that stuff, when they really get in your face, this is what you should do. If you feel as though you have to speak, first thing you're gonna do is listen. Second, think, then speak. Are you with me? Don't just fly off. That's when we get in trouble. That's when we become a victim, when we just fly off. When that little bird just fly out of that mouth and it's going to go and do what it wants to do. Listen, James, the first chapter, you can write these down. James, the first chapter, and we went over here before. James 1, verse 18 through 20. And it says, of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we uh, should be a kind of first fruits of his creations. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. He says to me, uh, let everybody be swift to hear. Let me listen to you. What, in fact, are you saying? And when I get finished bleeping out all the curse words, what exactly are you saying? What has made you so mad, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Are you with me? Key number three, uh, use a soft word. Key number three, use a soft word. Giving a loud answer uh, will only escalate an already bad situation. It will, giving a soft answer, will deflect anger and will not allow it to get under your skin. When you got to say something, you're going to listen. You're going to think about what you're going to say. Weigh that out. And then you're going to speak. The next key, number three, is give a soft answer. They say to you, you know, you better get back in. You do." I'm sorry, what did you say? You know, you're just. Yes, you're right. I need to do that. Yes, you do. You. Yes, yes, you're right. Well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, yes, I understand. A soft answer. Are you with me? A soft answer. Where does that come from? Proverbs, the 15th chapter. You can get it later. Proverbs 15, verse number one says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Out of the New Living Translation, it says, A gentle answer deflects Anger, But harsh words make tempers flare. You know, if if you want, if you just want all kind of hell in your home and in your relationships, hey, fight fire with fire. But if you like me and you want to have peace, give a soft answer. When that devil gets on in somebody and starts cursing up a storm, when you know you haven't done anything to deserve this, You're minding your own business, but they come and confront you with this stuff. Hey, give a soft answer. Well, how can I help you? I understand. You'll be just fine. Are you with me? Turn to your neighbor and say, give a soft answer. All right. Key number four listen very important now all of these things the lord gave me to give to you to those of you that be listening to gave to he gave me to give to you so please listen number four is while in the heat of the moment say heat of the moment anybody familiar with the heat of the moment you know pots are flying and grits are being thrown on faces or whatever just before the grits are thrown heat of the moment heat of the battle right right here we go while in the heat of the moment, realize that words spoken in anger cannot be erased. You must practice delayed gratification and give that moment to the Lord, knowing that He will avenge you in the, in due time, at the appropriate time. Realize if you go out and just say some stuff, you're going to regret it later. Now listen, the pleasure you may receive by Uh, by having your say won't compare to the regret that you will experience for having said it let me say that again the pleasure you may receive by having your say won't compare to the regret that you will that you will experience for having said it okay it can be pleasurable to give a few choice curse words and really get at somebody or oh, make it feel so good know that you don't cuss them out man you you use some, some compound curse words blippity blip 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 blippity blip 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 I mean you let it fly and it made you feel good to let it go but when the dust settles you gonna say I wish I hadn't said that because you're gonna what you're doing really you're taking a whip your tongue is a whip and you whipping that person and then they leave your presence bleeding and after a while why did i say that and oftentimes when you lose your temper the devil is going to find it here again he's going to say everything to that person that he's been wanting to say to them And then he blames it back on you because he used you to say it. And then the relationship is in trouble because of words that you cannot erase spoken in anger. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, don't speak words in anger. Okay, again, the pleasure that you will receive won't be worth it. I can see some people now, some of you now, I mean, they're going to be all on your face and you're going to think, you're going to be smiling at them, thinking, I can hear you thinking. Boy, you just don't know. I can rip you to shreds right now. Just one word, just one. Mm, mm. Ooh, I can? You just don't know. Mm. Help me, Jesus. Hold back my tongue. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? All right. Now, for more of that, let's go to uh, Romans, or you can just just listen. Uh, Romans, or make note. Romans, the twelfth chapter, Romans twelve, verses fourteen through twenty-one. And it reads in verse 14, listen to what the word says. Here are the uh, new living translation. Once again, it says, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Say, man, that sounds strange, but that's called Christian living. Are you with me? He says, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people, and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Let me say it again, never pay back evil with more evil, in verse 17. Do things uh, in such a way that everyone can see you are humble. Do all that you can do, rather do all do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. This is verse number 18. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Now, this is what the Lord is telling us to do. Verse 19, dear friends, never take revenge. Uh, Like we said before, leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, "I, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. The Lord said, I'll pay them back. You just keep on loving. If you try to take revenge, you're actually doing God's job. Okay? If you think about ways to get them back, you're actually doing God's job. Leave it alone. Let him handle that. Turn to the and tell him, we got to leave it alone. Leave it alone. Let God handle it. <clears throat> All right. Now, let's go to the uh, fifth key. We're almost done. Fifth key. Oh, I love this, Lord. Are you ready? Fifth key is this. Don't fear faces. Don't fear faces. Now, sometimes an angry face can mean, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. It can mean also, I don't understand. Or it can mean, I'm embarrassed. An angry face uh, can also be used as a defensive mechanism, just like a dog that's going to growl, and you're showing its teeth, you know, and all that. That's a defensive mechanism. And uh, that can mean, you know uh, here again like i said it can mean that i'm afraid i don't want you to know it i'm embarrassed you know i'm just giving you an an angry face can mean also i just don't understand why you acting like this Just don't understand you know but an angry face can also mean back up i'm about to bust a (laughs) cap oh you hear what i'm saying to you it can mean, back up, I'm about to bring some pain. I'm about to open up a can. Back up when you see the angry face. Are you with me? Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> but understand, now, the, the times that it actually means violence is about to erupt, uh, that's not all the time. Sometimes, here again, it just means that I'm embarrassed, I don't understand, I'm afraid. People do different things. Anger uh, reflects itself in uh, in many different uh, kinds of ways. So don't just assume when someone looks at you anger or looks, looks at you with uh, disdain or they look down on you in a condescending way. You know, don't take that personally. You understand? Don't take it personally. That's something in them that is wrong. Then them, especially if they say, well, I love Jesus and I belong to the house of God and they look down on you, if they look down on you, you know what they're saying? They're saying that I am not mature in love. They're saying I have not been perfected in love. They're saying I do not know yet how to act like Jesus. Are you hearing me? Okay, so don't take that personally. The Lord tells Jeremiah in uh, uh, Jeremiah, the first chapter, verses uh, 7 through 9, more particularly, verse 8, it says, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. The Lord says, don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't take that to heart when they look at you all crazy. All right? Just do what you're supposed to do. Walk in love and let God work out the rest. Number six. Does anybody get anything out of this? <laughs> Temperature check. Number six. We got two more. Number six. Do whatever is good and right to save the relationship without compromising your witness. Do whatever is good and right to save the relationship. So if that means that you're going to have to apologize even though you didn't do it, to save the relationship, go ahead and apologize. Why I got to apologize? I'm always apologizing. They need to apologize to me. You see, there you go again being a victim. There you go again. Are you hearing me? Let God deal with it. You take the high road. Take the high road. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Do what is right to preserve the relationship. And uh, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, uh, verse number one says, Therefore I, uh, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. Uh, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other making allowances for each other's faults, because of your love. I love that. Also, our New Living Translation. Making allowances for each other's faults. Now, you know they're crazy, but just, you know, praise the Lord. We're blessing. We're praying for them. We're blessing them in the name of the Lord. You know when they get home, they're going to act all strange. Praise the Lord. Well, before they get there, let's anoint the house. Praise the Lord. Let's bind and cast down. Hallelujah. Let's put on the whole arm of God so when they get there, you know how to handle it. Don't take it personally. Hallelujah. Do, here again, be patient with each other. Say with me, be patient with each other. Making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. In verse number three, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace. Make every effort. Make every effort that is here, that is in your house, and also in the house of God. Make every effort. Are you with me? Make every effort to keep the unity and the bonds of peace. You don't understand. No, you don't understand. Make every effort. You don't know what they said. I don't have to know what they said. You know what they said, and you better pray for them. Make every effort. Are you with me? Or else... You're going to play the role of a victim, and that's going to get under your skin, and you're going to get offended, and the next thing you know, you're walking out the light, back out there doing something that you know is wrong. Hallelujah. Number seven, last one here. Oh, and I thank you, Lord, for this one. Are you ready for number seven? Are you ready for number seven? Are you ready for number seven? Here it is. Don't, oh, might as well pull your toes back in a little bit. Let's put them back in a little bit. Okay, here we go. Don't blame continued offenses or conflicts on other people. Realize that some of the fault is in you. If they are always able to, quote, make you mad or cause you to react in a negative manner in the same area all the time, then it's not them, but you. I can't get no talking here. You must make the decision to change even if they don't. If they're always able to get your goat or whatever you call it, every time, in the same way, all the time, what they do really just sets you off. The same thing, all the time, and it's able to do it all the time. It's not them, it's something in you. It's something in you. I've heard people from time to time, you know, every time I come back, it's always this person, that person, that person. I don't know why I keep coming back. They always get on my nerves. Honey, it ain't them. It's you. There's something in you. That's the problem. Just like the woman who went to the preacher and said, Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, pray for me. Why? I'm about to get married. Okay, it's a great thing. But you, you understand, I've been married now. This is my seventh marriage. And none of none of those jokers I was with before didn't, couldn't do anything right. You, you don't need prayer for them. You need prayer for you. It's not them. It's you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Key number seven is, grow beyond their reach you can have to grow grow beyond that thing grow beyond it the Bible, scripture says there in first corinthians the 13th chapter you know he says i um, paul says here uh when i was a child i i spoke and thought and reasoned as a child but when i grew up i put away childish things you know you just got to grow up out of the stuff i mean you hit in the same place all the time, the same area, all the time, you should develop some calluses somewhere in there. You should know how to defend yourself. The enemy, you're in a boxing ring with the devil, and he keep hitting you in that right rib, keep hitting you and, and hitting you and hitting you, and you go, oh, 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 oh. Sooner or later, you ought to learn to drop your elbow so he can't get that side. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? you're in a you're in a wrestling match man you you don't get it together praise the lord i mean mean saints are not attractive are you hearing what i'm saying folk that go to church that always look like they have been sucking on lemons Mm, every time you walk in the door that's not attractive People coming up to you and they don't know whether you're going to whether you're going to say praise the Lord or get out or something. They don't know how to take it. That's not attractive. Something is wrong there. Are you with me? Hallelujah. We've got to rule over our own spirit. And I pray that tonight that none of you will be victims. But tonight you will you have been imparted to. I mean, the Lord has given you words and keys of wisdom that will help you out and you won't get into that jam again. If you receive the word of God tonight, give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. We are done. Hallelujah. We'll praise the wonderful name of Jesus. We pray that you are blessed by today's message and that you are richly encouraged. On behalf of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, we would like to invite you out to Sunday morning Sunday school. It starts at 9 a.m. Sunday morning worship starts at 10. Come expecting a miracle. Wednesday night is dinner and Bible study. Dinner starts at 6.15 with Bible study starting at 7. All are welcome. Come out and enjoy the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ under the anointing of His precious Spirit. Kingdom Rock is located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and see us sometimes. To learn more about our ministry, give us a call at 770-537-1933. That number again, 770-537-1933. Or just log on to our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. That's Kingdomrock.org. We'll be glad to hear from you. And if you'd like to partner with me to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world, just let us know because partnership has its advantages. Until next time, this has been Pastor Mark A. Stroud. And I thank you once again for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Tune in again for the rich word of the Lord. Always remember that Jesus Christ is Lord. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way. We'll see you this Sunday at 10 a.m. at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia.